everyone, and welcome to episode number 87 of the Uncharted Territory podcast. My name is Chad Olson, coming to you tonight from Gilbert, Iowa, where it's a nice, comfortable 80 degrees. It's been very hot and very uncomfortable over the past couple of days in the mid-90s. But you know what? To solve that, I'm going to Texas this weekend, where it's 105 all next week. Can't wait. Going to be awesome. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, let's see. Let's go around the room here and check out uh Corey olson up in minnesota how you doing baby brother i'm doing fine big brother thank you for hosting uh weather here in the twin cities about the same as as uh, ames and gilbert um it got very hot over the weekend got up to just about 100 uh, a little cooler today a little more tolerable i was able to grill and not die tonight so uh that that's a good thing um, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how the weather goes the next few days. Got to get the lawn mowed. We just got our lawnmower back from the shop, so we got to get that lawn mowed. It's looking pretty ugly. And uh, but yeah, I. But what isn't ugly is this episode tonight, and I'm happy to be here with you, promoters. All right, very good. Uh, Stu Lowry, how you doing in Virginia? Chad, I'm doing great. Uh, Corey, can't you put those St. Bernards out on the grass? Well, they oh, no, that's a goat. Sorry. So yeah, I, was, yeah. I was looking for something to graze on there. So yeah, you feed dogs grass, they're going to barf. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not a good combination. Uh, no. Well, we've just had our third once every five year storm in the last three days. It has just been the heavens have been opening up almost every night. We've got three inches of rain in an hour the other night. It has been biblical proportions in terms of rain around these parts, but it is helping to keep the temperatures. Uh, cooler. So I think tomorrow we're not getting out of the 70s and I'm going to take that in late June in Virginia. That is fine by me. Delighted to be with my friends here tonight talking about all the nonsense we usually talk about, but the nonsense that we like. Stu, I have a question. How many inches yes, did your wife get in an hour last night? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Bada bing, he will be here all week, folks. All right. That's where he's going to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last but certainly not least, we have terrific Tim Dalton in upstate New York. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Chad. It's uh, it's still hot here. Uh, it was nice, really nice Father's Day weekend, and uh, happy belated Father's Day to the the dads out there. Um, but uh, it, it it got hot and hot and sticky again. We had a, uh, a a torrential downpour for about an hour, but we were in such need of water and and rain that within an hour it was bone dry outside so uh but it's it's hot and humid probably mid 80s for the next uh, foreseeable future but it, i guess it's supposed to cool down a little bit next week so we'll see how that goes all right very good well looking at what's going on in phil singer games land we had the unveiling of don kernodal uh, as as the next uh member of the tragos thez hall of fame set um you know we we worked with his brother uh, Wally Kernodal uh, to make this signing and we got to meet him last year when when Don was honored um, and under some kind of tragic circumstances um, but you know I, I, it's really cool to get this card and I think uh, we made a lot of good connections with Wally or aka Rocky Kernodal was his ring name. Um, Tim what did you think about this card? I was uh, I was really glad to have Don in the game. I had been uh actually watching a lot of 83 mid-atlantic uh a couple of years ago on the when it was still the network but right before it converted over to to peacock um and was was putting together some bootleg cards uh actually uh for for 83 mid-atlantic and and kernodal is one of those guys watched a ton of his matches um he's really an underrated talent i mean he is just such such a talent in the ring i mean really smooth really good 
Uh, I think it's a cool addition because he's got Orton and Koloff as ready-made tag partners there for him that he that he held the U or uh, the world titles with. So I just think that's really a neat, uh, you know, kind of a, a neat kind of addition to throw in here. And, uh, and, and, you know, Wally was such a good guy and had so much fun with him, uh, you know, talking to him in, uh, in Waterloo last year. Uh, just wish the circumstances would have been better and, and wish, uh, you know, wish Don would have been there as well. I mean, Wally, you could tell Wally was really broken up. So uh, I think it's great to have him in the game and I'm really looking forward to using him. And, and on a personal note, didn't you see Kernoble versus Rotundo? In, yeah, there was a, um, so in, I think it was the second singles title that Mike Rotunda ever won was the uh, Canadian TV title in Toronto. They did a one night tournament and the finals came down to Mike Rotunda and Don Kernodal and Rotunda won. And then I think uh, about a, a few weeks or a month later or so, uh, uh, Kernodal won it back, won it from him. And, uh, and then I don't, after that, I don't know the title history, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but it's kind of cool to have both the, the initial and the second, uh, Canadian TV title holders, uh, in, in, in the same set. So that's kind of neat. A ready-made feud fans. All right. Uh, Corey, what do you think? Uh, I'll just echo. It was just great meeting Wally last summer, uh, had several late night conversations with him, uh, even, you know, kind of uh recorded some audio i'm not gonna not gonna share it here just more for personal collection and everything but it's just great to hear his experiences in the business and hear how close he and don were and uh just great to uh have wally agree to sign for don and uh yeah as uh, as tim mentioned you know he's got two partners already in the game uh so his card and tim did the stats for this card they're going to really complement uh, uh koloff and orton you could just put them together you know right either team put them together right away and have a a good tag team there um, and, you know, he's definitely known more for his, his tag team skills, but as, as Tim mentioned, he had a lot of singles accomplishments as well. And yeah, just a very underrated worker from the, 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 the matches I've seen of him really excited uh, that he's in the game. I like, I like the reference picture that we chose uh, for the artwork and I think the artwork turned out well. All right. Thank you, Stuart. What do you think? Did you, do you remember watching Kernodal when you were a mid Atlantic fan? little bit i mean he was an underrated talent like you like you guys have said he could go in the ring i mean and he uh it was certainly well known for his tags uh i for one will be looking forward to the call-off pairing i think that would be a lot of fun to do really like the drawing uh he, he could he was a decent singles wrestler too uh he just he was a real good talent in the squared circle a, a great hand as they say and uh delighted to have him in the game he can as we often say sometimes about some of the mid card guys, he can fill a lot of roles for you. Uh, but again, don't, have, don't underestimate him in singles. He's a good little wrestler or he was a good little wrestler and delighted to have him in the game. I think it's fitting to have him in this, in this game of ours. Yeah. And I would just comment that uh, again, having, having Koloff and Orton as potential partners. And it's really great, you know, cause Koloff doesn't have, um, you know, we don't have Nikita, we don't have Crusher Khrushchev, so why not have the the team that uh, won, he won the titles with first, the, the world titles with. So um, it's cool to have him, and, and thanks to, to Wally for allowing us to put Don in the game, and, and who knows, maybe there's a Wally Kernodal or a Rocky Kernodal uh, card in the future on the horizon. Or maybe um, a Keith Larson card. 
maybe a Keith Larson card. Exactly. Um, and then last night, no, two nights ago, I don't know. It's Wednesday. It was when it's Wednesday today, uh, when we're recording this on Monday night, we had the unveiling of Champions of the Galaxy character, Mr. Everything. Uh, and you know, we were just all shocked and awed by this character. And, and uh, Stuart, you want to begin the discussion on Mr. Everything and what's what's going on with him? Well, Chad, first and foremost, he's not green, so he's, we got that going for him. And uh, I, I guess I'm a little bit of a sucker for some of these wrestlers who are uh, come in from other feds and they're supposedly very talented and very good. Uh, this has been done in the past, so I'm very interested to see where this is going to go. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I call me intrigued. I want to see what this character is all about. I uh, he, he looks like, which we have discussed internally, more of a manager than a wrestler. So I'll be interested to see his stats. Uh, my guess is he's going to be a sneaky, uh, conniving heel, uh, which I will like. So I don't know, more to come. But so far, uh, I'm interested. Somebody mentioned that he looked like the Dark Menace. And then I'm like, well, he kind of looks like his brother, Paul Filsinger. So maybe maybe that's who he was par- patterned after. Uh, Corey, what do you have to say about Mr. Everything? Oh, like Stu, I've always liked that kind of, you know, champion in another, another promotion territory, uh, storyline. Uh, you know, Tom's done a few of those over the years. I was always a big fan of Terminus and, uh, and, uh, and so I, I kind of appreciate characters like that, but yeah, as, just looking at the drawing, he doesn't look that threatening. <laughs> um, you know, he kind of, he reminded me, and I told the guys this in a text too, he kind of reminded me of, um, Vin Strutter. Uh, the former manager and uh, just as far as kind of this very charismatic and, and uh, almost kind of a, you could see him talking a lot on the mic, talking his way to the ring. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'll be curious to see what, uh, what his talents are. If he is kind of a sneaky heel, like Sue said, or um, does he have some kind of special powers or something like that? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just really curious to see how his stats will play out in the GWF. Tim, what do you think about the self-proclaimed man who has it all? Well, you know, I think it's it's kind of the opposite of the orange alien guy that we got first, who they said was going to be a manager who's, you know, shredded and looks like he could kill everybody. And then then we get this guy who's, who's wearing a suit, doesn't look that athletic, and, uh, you know, looks, looks like he's more of a manager, not a wrestler, in, in, as opposed to vice versa. And I think uh, my comment was he kind of looked like a, comment, a combo for me of Vin Strutter and Tony Stark because he's kind of got that, that Tony Stark <laughs> thing work, working for him. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I mean, uh, hey, it, it's Mr. Everything, for God's sake. So let's, right. uh, let's see what happens. You know, he may not be orange or green, but he does have a blue cravat. So he's channeling a, a little Fred there from Scooby-Doo. I thought he was wearing that. Uh, that's a good call. Yeah. I'm a fan of a good cravat. So. All right, let's get going with tonight's topic. We're going to talk about the uh, quarter two pro prime releases and the enhancement four pack. Those have been released on online as of a couple days. People are starting to get their cards. We looked at Grant's um, unboxing of his cards right before we were going on the air together as a group before Tim hopped on. So uh, let's, let's dive into this. Corey, why don't you tackle Keith Steinborn? Happy to do that. Yeah, we talked about Keith Steinborn when he was announced. And again, thanks to Travis Heckel for connecting us with Mr. Steinborn. Got to talk to him a little bit on Facebook. Uh, he was very honored to be in the game. And again, you know, initially I, I knew the name, 
And then, you know, once they started looking up footage, um, I, I put his card together. And um, once I saw him, you know, with that red hair and the rat tail, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. So, um, yeah, you know, kind of hard to make this card as far as the offense. Defense wasn't a big problem, uh, but putting together his offense uh, needed a little, I needed a little help from Mr. Steinborn himself. Um, the DDT, which is his, his number six move on level three offense, that is, um, I saw him win a match with that. There's a, a match uh, from after his time in Jim Crockett promotions, probably I would guess early 2000s, um, somewhere in Georgia where he's um, in a tag team match and he's kind of pushed as this former NWA legend and you know <laughs> the other guys I hadn't heard of. So you could call him that in this case. Um, but he, he wins that match with the DDT. And that was one of the moves that he himself told me about through Facebook. So I figured out oh, that can be his closest thing to a finisher, but he really, you know, really shouldn't have a, a regular finisher. Um, definitely fit the, the mold of, you know, once you hit a finisher on him, he should lose. Um, that, that was his role. He did a good job of it. You know, he was, he would uh, sell a lot. He'd get in his little offense here and there, usually throwing in an eye rake on a baby face or something like that. Um, but uh, no, this will be, a fun card, I believe. I found some results. He did team up with George South. So there's one automatic tag team uh, within the game that you can do. And that's probably how I'll, I'll bring him in eventually. So uh, yeah, just a, another fun enhancement talent to have on your roster and, and make your stars look like stars. All right. Very good. Tim, what do you think about Keith Steinborn? Excuse me. It's a good guy to have. I mean, it's just, you know, another, another enhancement talent guy. I think that that's good. It's always kind of fun to, to have those in there as long as you can kind of distinguish them from the, the Mr. X level guys and, and make them a little bit better than that. I think uh, they're, they're always fun and, and uh, useful in the game and uh, give, can give your fed a little bit of personality. So uh, yeah, cool. Cool to have Keith in the game. All right. Very good. Stuart. What do you think? That would, that would be killer Keith Steinborn, if we're going to use his nickname. Uh, he uh, he would team, or he definitely competed in some tag matches against the likes of Fantastics and the Rock and Rolls. So he, he had his moments uh, in the sun, so to speak, uh, as a jobber. And would team with uh, Mike Jackson from time to time, who's also in this set. That's a little spoiler. He's coming up. And uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, I, I didn't. I don't profess to know a whole lot about Keith Steinborn, but as I researched him, it was interesting to find that out and looked at some of his matches on online and see the likes of which he competed against. Uh, I think he's going to be a fun character to have and yet another good lower card wrestler to have and a good enhancement talent. Yeah. I, you know, like Corey said, he was somebody like I recognize his name. Then once I saw him, I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember him from that kind of era of, of uh, when he was competing in WCW. So Thanks, Travis, for signing him, and thank you to Mr. Steinborn for uh, agreeing to participate. Uh, next, we have uh, a true legend of professional wrestling, uh, fresh off a, a victory this weekend, and I think it was a GCW show, Mr. Mike Jackson. Stu, take it away. 72-year-old Mike Jackson beat Joey Janela at a GCW card. My goodness gracious, that man is... Uh... A physical marvel. He was, uh, again, uh, just another good journeyman wrestler for his time. He's been competing since uh, probably, I think, the early 70s or so. He did he, he did face Bob Backlund. Uh, I do remember that. So that's one wrestler you can, uh, you can definitely <laughs> pair him with. And he did win a version of a junior heavyweight title. Uh, was that the Alabama one, perhaps? I can't remember exactly. But he, he won the Alabama. 
Yeah, he was the perpetual Alabama junior heavyweight champion as announced on the on NWA Saturday Night Wrestling. So I would I would definitely put him as the main eventer of this particular set uh, of the enhancement talent, and you know he's just fun to have around. And now with his uh, connection with with the indie scene, who knows you might be able to do some fun stuff with him there too. So good to have Mr. Jackson in the game. Indeed. All right, Corey, what do you have for uh, us about Mike Jackson? Uh, I mean, I, I think this is, like Stu said, definitely the, the main eventer of this group. Um, you know, he gets a finisher. He gets the lower pin rating, doesn't have the automatic pin. Um, yeah, you know, he should be a little bit more competitive, you know, beat these other guys in the set and, and guys at that level, like a Nacho Barrera and, and George South. Um, and, you know, occasionally pull off the upsets over the, the higher rank stars. But uh, yeah, definitely a, a really cool name. And, and I want to say thank you to Zeke. Zeke Gould, I was the one that signed him last year at an indie show. And I just think Jackson is remarkable as far as, you know, still around today, wrestling in all places, GCW, not Georgia Championship Wrestling for sure. Um, but no, just the fact that he's he's really done a lot after the TBS Atlanta years. Um, he's been doing indies in, in the South for many years. I know when I used to listen to Carl Stern's um, Dragon King Classic Audio Wrestling Show, that's part of the Observer Network. Carl Stern worked with him a lot, you know, knew him. They worked a lot of the same shows and Carl Stern spoke very highly of him. Uh, so just, just really cool that uh, he agreed to be in the game. And I think I mentioned this when, when the card was announced. Um, it was hard finding pictures of Jackson from his prime. You know, you are tons of pictures of him now when he's 72 and, and bald and, and everything and, and doesn't have the beard that he does. No offense to bald people, Tim. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that classic WTVS look that uh that uh promoters would expect for this era of mike jackson so it was it was it was kind of hard to, to find something uh but we were able to put something together for warner okay and tim you worked on the mike jackson stats so you want to share your your research um yeah it was it was fun doing that i mean he uh he's one of those guys that would have you know competitive matches with i, I think he was well, pretty well respected so the guys like flair and tommy rich and mass superstar and people like that, that he would work against would, would give him some offense and, and let him do stuff. So, um, so it was pretty neat. And, and for those who are wondering exactly what, what the finish is that, that we gave him the, uh, the, that float over cradle, um, you could see it in the match with Tommy Rich. He gets a near fall on Tommy Rich with it. Um, it's one of the only, only things that, that I could see where he was actually getting near falls on people. Um, and I figured, well, if we're going to give him a zero finish, I want to find the, the coolest move, uh, you know, that, that, uh, he got a near fall with. And I thought that was it. So, um, uh, but yeah, it was fun to work on fun to watch those matches. I mean, for a guy that, that was undersized and, you know, a lot smaller than some of these guys he'd go up against. I mean, they, they, they really did give him some, some chances. So it was, it was nice to work on that one. Yeah, so that that move, like Tim said, it's 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 viewable in that match. It's kind of an arm drag, jumping across the back, flippy floppy into a cradle type roll up move. Uh, pretty uh, pretty cool. Now for our what I would argue are the main eventers, the fabulous multi brothers. So I did the research for these guys. So I'm gonna kind of talk about them a little bit. It was hard doing these cards as I've mentioned before because they were not an offensive powerhouse. They, I watched a lot of matches and they hit a grand total of three moves. They were very hard to stat. Um, 
which just meant to me they should be pretty bad. Uh, you know, they they took a lot of hellacious bumps. Um, I think Travis Heckle calculated his his version of the wall rating or however he rates people and said they were worse than Jim Cornette. And honestly, I think maybe managers should be able to beat on the Mulkies pretty good because that would be the only guys they could beat on. Um, but they will be a fun team, a very you know, historic team and hopefully people like their cards and they just go out and get drubbed for you, you know, in a no uncertain manner. Uh, Corey, what do you think? Uh, I'll just say, Chad, you did a wonderful job of making these guys bad. <laughs> it you. was, it was, an, it was art how, how well you put them together and how bad you made them. But no, Chad's right. I mean, they, these guys and everybody remembers the one win over the gladiators, but uh, you know, that, no, that, that that's not going to get them a finisher or better than this. Um, I'll just say I love. I can't remember if Chad had the idea or, or somebody else in the team had it for them to have that double team move with a power reversal. Now promoters, don't start thinking that's going to be a regular feature. This was kind of a one of those rare things where we kind of break, break the rules a little bit. Um, but I just thought that was a cool little thing that uh, you know made them even stinkier. Uh, but no, I, I, uh, I, I think it's just great. And I think it was Todd was the one that signed them. Um, so thank you, Todd, for connecting with them and, uh, definitely, a, a cool, uh, cool cult following that they had and, uh, cool to get them in the game. And Corey, we're not, we're not breaking the rules. We're making the rules. There so. you go. That's true. There you go. That's it. That's right. The, the trendsetters. I think I thought of that because somebody wanted him to have another double team move on. And I'm like, oh, they're freaking terrible because they're actually worse than what they were. And Todd said, Hey, maybe they shouldn't be quite this bad. I'm like, you don't really get how freaking bad they were, <laughs> but um, he, uh, they, yeah, the original drafts, which I will gladly auction off to benefit the hall of fame. Just reach out to me. Um, we're, we're worse than this. I will be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So then we kind of came up with that double team move and, I think I'm the one who thought of that, but if, if I, I think you were stealing credit from somebody else, I apologize. Uh, Tim, what do you think about these guys? They're really bad, um, but they're fun. They're fun to have in the game. They're kind of one of those iconically. It, it's like Plan Nine from Outer Space for for wrestling. <laughs> you know, wow. it, it it it's it's like it's so bad it's good kind of thing. So um, I, I think it's really cool to have them in here and to have them kind of. Uh, lead the charge of the jobber tag teams. So I think they'll, uh, they'll be a good addition to some, some tag ranks. All right. Very good. Stu, what do you think? I think it's great to have them. I mean, Mulkey mania was a thing. Uh, and you know, if Goldberg had his streak, which I can't remember how many, what his uh, kayfabe record was, the Mulkies had their kayfabe record of zero and 180, which I think is fabulous and probably was understated to tell you the truth. It's probably zero and 560. Uh, so I, I think it's great to have him in there. And I think it will be fun for promoters to see who will actually get the first win for the Mulkies and how long that's going to take. Cause it may take a while. These cards stink. Yeah. Yeah. I did look, you know, I was looking to see on cage match, the database to see if they ever had any wins. They've had a few wins in recent years, kind of in the Mike Jackson vein, I would say where they come back as legends. Um, in the summer of 87, I think they won a couple matches on like the undercard of Great American Bash cards against people even worse than them. So, or or lesser named lower rung enhancement talent. Now, finally, we have the Smoky Mountain uh, 
three pack that we did for pro prime. And we're going to let Tim talk about those because um, really this whole idea came out of Tim's uh, recap of going to Smoky Mountain fan week. And, and Todd got interested and said, Hey, well, we have some Smoky Mountain got signs. So uh, Tim, do you want to talk about the, the cards for these guys? Sure. Um, you know, I, 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 dirty white boy was one of my favorites. I mean, he's one of those guys that even though he was kind of a brawler, and somebody you would think was kind of a punch and kick kind of guy. I mean, he did a lot of stuff in the ring and he could go. And even though he didn't have the, the chiseled physique or all of that, I mean, he looked like a guy that, you know, if you walked into a bar and he was there, he would be the guy you didn't want to mess with, uh, which is exactly, you know, what they used him as. Um, and I, I just thought it was great. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a great gimmick. It was uh, th- this Pretty, the card pretty much represents his time in Smokey, which is probably the pinnacle of his singles career. Um, he had some other success in tag teams and that, but this was probably the, the best he got in, in singles and as far as a, a, an individual push. And so I thought that was kind of kind of cool to have him in. And then uh, kind of the, the twosome of uh, Prince Karras and James Mitchell, who in Smokey was known as Daryl Van Horn. Karis, you know, it's one of those we've we've kind of gone through this before when when he the, during the reveal where people were bagging on him. And I said, you know, hey, uh, of all the goofy things we get out there with now with, with the Orange Cassidy's and, the, you know, and, and all these other guys that, are, you know, the the the, uh, the 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 Dan Housens and the people that are doing goofy stuff that that's kind of off the wall, that doesn't really make a lot of sense in a wrestling context you know, why are you bagging on, on Prince Karis, the 3000 year old mummy uh, from, from the temple of the sun? I mean, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was good to have him in here. Daryl Van Horn was one of those guys that was doing like, you know, kind of cutting edge promos where he'd try to get as, you know, close to being censored as he could. Uh, but he was doing a lot of, a lot of wacky promos and stuff and really kind of comes off as a, um, you know, uh, a really kind of an odd guy, which was what he was going for. So uh, I think it's kind of good that we've kind of got these, you know, wrapped up in a, in a nice three pack here. Um, you know, Karis was one of those, I, I didn't see him, unfortunately, during the fan weeks, he was not one of the guys that we got to see. Um, I would have just liked to see it, you know, I, I mean, we heard about it, but that was about it. And uh, um, it would have been interesting, you know, he comes out, he's wrapped in all these things, you know, the, the, the these, I don't know, it looked like he was toilet papered. I mean, it, it probably would have been a lot better if he would have been wrapped up in our our own Uncharted Territory t-shirts, which, which can be purchased at the, at the TKO store website. Uh, that's T-E-E-K-O store.com. Uh, Prince Karis would have been jamming. He would have, these would have, wouldn't have been 3000 year old t-shirts. These would have been brand freaking new. And we could have got him in like the 17 X that he would need uh, to, to get over all those bandages that he was allegedly wrapped in. Uh, but, but yeah, but that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's kind of the, uh, the quick look, I guess, the quick and dirty look at the, uh, uh, the, the, the three pack for, for Smoky Mountain. All right. Thank you, Tim. That's great pro- product placement. Stu, what do you think about these guys for Pro Prime? Oh, oh didn't Karis, wasn't he created because Rick Rubin wanted a mummy? So yes. I gave him a mummy. Yes. Oh, when, you're, when you're the money man and you want a mummy, you get a mummy. You so. get a mummy. 
And promoters, you're now getting a mummy, so deal with it. Uh, Dirty White Boy is one of the first. He was on one of the first VHS tapes I had. I did not know who he was. Uh, the footage was grainy as all get out. It was a comp or a mixtape of just promote uh, wrestling from a bunch of different promotions. Had no idea who this guy was. Uh, remember liking him because I'm always a sucker for brawlers. But Tim's right. The guy could just go. So it was it's really cool to have him in this game. I, I think I'll have some fun with with Dirty White Boy. Uh, plus, his name was Tony Anthony. And as I always get ribbing for naming a wrestler, Bobby Roberts, F you, Tony Anthony had the same thing, first and last name, the same. So there we go. Maybe you should bring Bobby Roberts in and team him with Tony <laughs> Anthony. As the I new could see Dirty that White happening. Boys. I could see that happening. <clears throat> I could too, only in your fed. Only in my Fed, where Man Mandrill faces Bob Backlund. So uh, I'll make that happen on a card coming soon. Uh, I'm I am I'm really pumped to have Dirty White Boy. I think he's going to be a lot of fun for me. Certainly a, on a secondary level, um, and just you know initiate some feuds with him. James Mitchell, I knew from ECW days. I didn't know anything about what he did at Smokey because uh, I just didn't know a whole lot about Smokey in its first or when it was when it was live and a real promotion. But I think it's cool to have him in the game, and I could see him uh, managing some other interesting characters in the Legends game, uh, pairing him up with, who knows, maybe the likes of Abdullah the Butcher, if you want to have a little fun on that end. So he lends himself to uh, managing some of the wrestlers on the real dark side of things. So I think it's a great three-pack and really excited to have them all. All right, very good. Corey, what do you think of these guys? You did some of the research for Prince Karis, as it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Prince Karras, I mean, uh, and again, we, we thanked him before, but Travis Heckle connected us, uh, got this signed through Jim Cornette himself. So mm -hmm. thanks Travis for doing that. It's just, and it's a fun, goofy gimmick, you know, like I, I'm not going to go off too much on it like I did when we announced him before, but um, I, I was a little nervous about, you know, how the heck are we going to fill 18 offensive spots for a mummy, but mm -hmm. um, with the few matches that are out there, you know, I was able to, to whip something up so a few, a few things were a little bit of a stretch but i think it's it's pretty realistic and you can check out his matches i think there's about five or six matches i found on youtube uh against some different opponents from that time and in, in Smokey, it was about a little less than a year i think that he was there from the results that i read um but this yeah this is just kind of a fun character and like we've said before you can use him in for halloween themed cards or you know special things like that uh, James Mitchell, I was a big fan of his. I remember when he first came to WCW, um, and uh, it, I can't even remember his name there now. Was it James Vandenberg or something like yeah. that? Um, you know, I'd never, I, I wasn't familiar with him in Smokey, but Tim told me he had worked in Smokey, and just the way this guy talked, you know, I just thought, wow, this guy's this guy is different, <laughs> little little different style of a manager. Um, you know, never utilized as well as he could have been in, in WCW, unfortunately. Um, but then I definitely remember his, his time in ECW near the end there. And, uh, you know, he did that, would do that fireball gimmick in the interviews. So I thought, well, for this interference chart, that's got to be on there somewhere and in some form. And, you know, he did have the time right before an, a live ECW pay-per-view where he, where the fireball backfired on him and he had to go to the hospital. So kind of incorporated that into the card. Um, you know, didn't do a lot of special things as far as interference, but just thought, well, for a guy of kind of his level, let's give him his own chart, a few unique things. Um, you know, I'm not one to play into like the superstitious or the, the sci-fi type of things too much into, in, a, in a Legends Fed, but um, just kind of play it up as well. He claims he can do these things for the mummy and he can 
raise the mummy and has control over him and all this. So uh, just kind of work that as, as you want to work it. Um, and then Dirty White Boy, this was a huge, uh, huge name. I was really excited when I heard he signed. Um, you know, I, I didn't hadn't seen a lot of him, but I knew he worked Smoky Mountain, worked Memphis, uh, worked a lot of those southern territories. And, uh, you know, I knew he was a, a top star for Smoky Mountain. And I think Tim did a really great job of making him a good competitive wrestler. You know, he was the champion of the promotion, but being a smaller promotion, um, you know, he's not going to be beating the, the world champion level guys. And uh, I think Tim did a really good job of making him a good competitive opponent. Um, you know, you can make him a tough baby face. You can make him a heel. Of course, he teamed with the grappler. They were masked as the grapplers. They were the dirty white boys with grappler going unmasked and under his real name. And uh, so uh, a lot of uh, natural connections uh, to the game right away. And, uh, and Stu, your Mandrel-Bob Backlund match really intrigued me. If Bob Backlund hits the atomic drop, does Mandrel's ass change colors? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I'm going to have to roll that and find out. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's up to you, promoter. Okay, yeah. I was really excited to see these Smoky Mountain 3 as well. Um, you know, Dirty White Boy, you got a great built-in feud with Tracy Smothers that culminated in the, the fantastic Tennessee chain match. Um, you can team them up with the Grappler as either the Grapplers or you can unmask Glenn Denton and they also teamed as the Dirty White Boys. So you got a couple options there. Um, and you know, thank goodness we didn't get the, you can't use my WWF gimmick with him because nobody wants to see fricking TL Hopper. Um, but let's see, I'm just kind of looking at his wiki page here. He also, uh, won the USWA tag team championship twice with, uh, Doug Gilbert. Is this your, all in your bio, Stu? Why am I reading your bio, Stu? If you didn't put that in there, pox on you. Well, the other um, thing you could use too is you, you know because he teamed with with Smothers as well as the Thugs. Yeah. When when he turned babyface. Yep. So. Prince Karis, I saw him a little bit on some of the Smoky Mountain TV. Um, you know, like I said, like everybody said, you know, there's goofier gimmicks associated with this game, or just as goofy. I'd still rather have Prince Karis over Abraham Lincoln. Um, I'd say he's probably uh, at a, a lateral spot with a wrestling bear. They they both have their values, you know. Um, but, you know, since Corey mentioned the difficulty of getting moves for him, maybe you could match them up in a, him up in a handicap match with the Mulkies of, in the battle of people who may have embellishments on their cards. Um, with uh, James Mitchell, I loved him as the Sinister Minister. Um, I think he's just a fantastic, uh, true character and, and just a fun guy to have. And I think you'll hopefully like some of the mechanics on his chart because it is it is a little unique. Um, so they are all great additions to our game and we're happy to have them. So next up is the audio of us brainstorming. I don't think this is super long. Is it Corey? It's just a brief it, clip. It'll be, it'll actually be two separate segments, two separate, you know, recordings before two episodes. Um, probably about 20, 30 minutes altogether. Oh, so okay. Good. Uh, maybe I, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. You'll so, find out, promoters. Yep. You'll listen up to the, the audio we have right now. Uh, so here we go. I like I like what you're doing here with the Mulkies, Chad. The Mulkies. Did they get a finisher or no? no. Probably not. No. They were God, so no. bad. No. All right. Here um, we go. Chad, was this is this a mistake? Is this supposed to be a three move? No, is that legal? I don't know. No, we, we should put the in just put put this on number four and then shove the two charts to five and six. 
then shove it. Oh, wait, no, no, I was going to put a choice on there. Oh, okay. So that would give it the potential to be a three move. Okay. Yeah. So, like a C or an F? Sure. What do the other guys got? Let's see. Well, let's look. Um, he did the same for the other Mulkey. So, yeah, but he's a three. Uh, that'll work. Let's see. Mike Jackson has got check choice F. Jackson, if you nasty. Nice. Action, Mike Jackson. Steinborn's got a C. Um, I mean, he's going to suck no matter what. Yeah. Give him a C, a bouncy C. No, I think they look good so far. So, and by good, bad. <laughs> yeah, these guys need to be historically bad. Mm -hmm. Didn't they only technically win once? Well, in their hands. At least, at least in Crockett, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, looks good. So just do that. No, not that. Not that. I mean, you could copy three lines at a time and then paste three lines at a time. That's uh, this, this is true. This how this Excel true. works. This is true. Holy <laughs> okay. Just um, so yeah, Keith Steinborn. I watched a bunch of his matches. Um, and then I got I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was fine. Um, it was hard to find offense for him, but uh, but he he himself gave me the sleeper hold, the pin using tights, and the DDT. I actually did see him win the one indie match with the DDT, so I figured that that can be his highest move. Ooh. Um, but yeah, he should be he should be pretty stinky. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I changed that to Steinborn automatically loses mm -hmm. because we had automatically pinned on somebody a few sets ago. But what if it's a submission hold? Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I fix that. So we have to use yep. loses from now on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we can redo those other guys. <laughs> if Butcher buys them all, there you go, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, all, right. all the mass superstar cards and whatever other dude. Jake Millman, Kenny J. Uh, uh, not all of them. It's just well, some. No, I mean because we want them to be consistent. I know, right. but I think only one of them was messed up. So Mike, action Mike Jackson, Jackson is the main event star of this set. Of, of these four, yeah. Oh gosh. Um I could, I mean, I could even see him, I don't know, being a little better, like a pin of four, but yeah. Seven four. He he won a junior heavyweight title in and Alabama. He, whatever that yeah. Means. And he uh, dolphin. He um, I mean, he's still doing indies today. It's like he's, yeah. he's 70 some years old, still wrestling. Yeah, he was. He just wrestled on Impact a couple of years ago for the first time, and that's insane. Yeah, yeah, give him a seven four, I think. Okay, I'll put I'll put a question here and yeah. see if Tim if Tim has a good reason. Give me one reason. His reason could be that he wasn't around to defend his honor. Yeah. Oh, we need to put asterisks on the cage ratings for. Yep. The the Mulkies and yep. I forgot that. I'll make sure to do that for the final ones, but I'll do it now though, so we don't forget. Age of nine. Wow. Age of nine. Well, we could make them both eight. I don't care. No. I mean, sorry, promoters. I don't think a lot of you should be booking the Mulkies in cage matches. No. So you're thick. Yes. Thick. Uh, let's Curtain see. jerkers only, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's good for those guys for now. Um, Smoky Mountain Prime guys. By comparison, these guys look like chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought Tim did a really good job on Dirty White Boy. Yeah, that'll be fun to have mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Um, I like the better rating for chain matches. That's a good oh, idea. 
Oh yeah, I was talking to him the other day. He said White Boy is a heel used foreign objects all the freaking time. And okay, so okay, we could do something where he has a foreign object as a heel or something. Yeah, where he pulls it out of his shoe. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a defensive comeback here or something. Or no, that's not what I said at all. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> um, why don't we call it the Yummy Mummy forearm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i was trying to come up with something because he's got his other his regular forearms he constantly uses but then he twists his hand around for the magical or you know whatever like it's all the way around yeah i mean it, like he's like twisting on the, the padding to make it look oh, like he's, he's loading the forearm yeah but it like looks like Mike he's Sharp. Twisting, yeah it looks like he's twisting his actual hand around that's awesome <laughs> like for a terrible mummy gimmick they they came up with some creative stuff did all right yeah yeah, I figured he could he could have a pin of four because he would kick out at least once or twice, um, even against guys like Bobby Blaze and and the the lower card guys. They'd get a couple of near falls on him, okay. um, and then he'd then he'd turn around his forearm and hit him. So <laughs> I don't know not much else with the mummy, and I haven't done anything with Mitchell yet. I'm Sinister thinking, minister. yeah, I was thinking maybe we just do we give him an interference chart and just say he can only use that and not the regular manager chart just for something different because it seems like everybody who has their own chart gets to use both. Yeah. And I wouldn't make him that strong. Right. That makes sense. So, okay. So I'll come up. I'll see what I can come up with. Definitely want to do something with with the fireball and have it back. Blow it on him. Yeah, have it backfire. Oh, I took a quick look at this. I didn't. I saw something about the Book of the Dead, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, yeah," because he talks about that with the um, the the mummy, uh, Prince Karis. Um, so I'm like, "Oh, like you know, I, the one the one match I watched, he's like, well, this is the true book, not like that book you you hillbillies listen to on Sundays or something like that.' Oh gosh, <laughs> like, oh man, you're gonna get beaten. <laughs> so I have, so I have a dumb question right off mm-hmm. the bat, mm-hmm. and and I'm I remember that that when I was in the seventh grade, I had an eleventh grade spelling level, and it's never gotten any better. Okay, so is incantation correct? Mm. No, it should be incantation with an I. Oh, I, I was thinking, I was thinking in Spanish. I'm ser- I'm serious. That's how you spell it in Spanish. <laughs> You in Spain, Turkey, Turkey, Encarnacion. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, I know that from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I just I don't know. I thought about with the the fireball mechanic, especially doing something where it backfires on him and he gets injured. And um, uh, I mean, but, mm-hmm. well, six through nine hitting the Mitchell's wrestlers kind of. That's a lot of. Tim, what kind of percentage is that? Six through oh. nine. Yeah. What do you mean? Um, like six through so nine, what percentage is that? If we, you roll six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, it's four out of uh, seven, four out of 12 doctors recommend Crest. 55.6%. Okay. Too high. Okay. So why don't we do, what if I did two through seven, it, it hits the opponent. And yep. bump him down a little bit. Yeah. Um, eight through ten, it, it hits his own wrestler. And so then eleven through, through twelve. Mm-hmm. And then eleven through twelve, he himself gets burned. Oh jeez. So eight. That really happened, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well. 
eight, that's, um, yeah. nine, no, nine and 10. So that's a third of the time. Okay. Eight through 10. But I mean, first you got to roll a 12. Right. You're rolling you a 12 right. and then rolling again. So, you know. Right. So you got to roll, you've got to roll a 12, which is about a 3%, chance, a little less than 3%. Mm-hmm. And then, so you'd have point. Zero two. So by my calculations, that's seven hundred and sixty-four percent. Then, right? Something like that. that? That's correct. This is the Chad Olson math part of the show. You're yeah, very close, yeah. Chad. I'm wise like that. Oh, you're very, you're very so, crackly, Chad. So oh, it'd be like a one percent chance on the uh, the eight to ten. On the oh, on hit. Okay. So you'd have okay. to roll. It'd be a three percent chance, a little under three percent chance, and then a thirty-three percent chance once you rolled that. So it comes out to a little, a little about one percent. Okay. I mean, does that seem reasonable? You know, I mean, you know, he's he's. I tried to make him not that good. His distractor rating is only going to be a six. Um. Who did he? Have we got anybody else that he managed? Yeah, Mikey Whipwreck is signed um we managed him as that might be about it okay i feel like there was somebody else but uh i think that might be about it yeah did he did he manage anybody else in smoky i don't remember him doing any anybody else Mm -hmm. um i think that looks pretty good yeah but then and then the thing is you know different from like jimmy hart and jim Cornette, he's only going to use this chart he's not going to be able to do the regular manager interference so that's kind of another way to okay so you're using this in place of the standard chart mm-hmm. yep. once a match yep because those Against... guys those guys can interfere twice um he gets one shot yeah he just he gets a distractor and then this so oh that that um limits him a bit mm-hmm. so yeah so what are the good results then for him? The two to four. He, um, no, for, for no. him, it's seven through eight, uh, nine through 11. And then, on the, and then possibly the schmaz on the yeah, seven. Yeah. Five through six saves this guy from, you know, having to roll pin again, or, you know, depending when, how you play it. Um, two through four. So it's about a 56% chance of good stuff happening then from seven to 11. Okay. And I think, you know, there's no situation where his guy gets an automatic pin. You know, the fireball is always the chance. Right. But I, I, I purposely, because I made, I put a finisher rating on the fireball gimmick, you know, I, I purposely didn't give him a, a situation where his mm-hmm. guy can get a, get a pin attempt. Got it. So, so about, so seven, so seven through 11, that'd be about 56%, you said? Uh, seven through 11 is 56%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I mean, I think that's again, because there's no automatic pins or no opponent rolling pin out of those. I'm hang on a second. Let good me, with that. Let me do my math again. I mm-hmm. might've mm-hmm. fucked that up. One eleven eighty three. I'm sorry. It's 50%. 50%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, this, yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know, most of the guys, you know, when we make, when we make Mikey, well, we've made Mikey Whitbrack, you know, if those guys get on level two offense, you know, and Prince Karas too, there's not that much. It, it's not like he's, you know, they don't have great level two offenses. So let me ruminate on it a little bit. Okay. I'll All take right. a look, but I mean, I, I think everything's okay. I just want to, okay. I just want to take a look at the percentages. Sure and, thing. And just, I want to compare two to just some other managers just to yep. see what the hell's going on. 
Sounds of good. his of his level. Well, of 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 other levels, All too, levels. just to make yeah. sure that they're doing better than he is. And right, right. Because sometimes we kind of get, you know, the one thing that we do sometimes is we kind of pigeonhole our, you know, our thoughts on the one guy. Yeah. You know, even even when we're doing the stats, sometimes we're like, okay, these look really good. But then if you compare them to other guys where you, you know, that this is the level we want him to be at, it's mm-hmm. like, ooh, he's maybe a little underpowered or overpowered or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and we're back. And as always, that was a thought-provoking and uh, inflammatory discussion about some of these new guys. Corey, did you have something to share? Well, you know, we did, and and you noticed, promoters, that uh, in the discussion on James Mitchell, we bleeped out a name that has been signed that hasn't been announced yet. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of guesses as to who that is. Um, One other name that I didn't think of until just a couple days ago, actually, is he also managed Wolfie D as, as Slash in TNA. So there's another uh, person you could put him with if you want to. So, um, yeah, but start your guesses as far as who we were talking about in that, in that segment. All right. Very good. So now we're going to wind things down and hit the road. Uh, we are going to start with our shout outs. Stuart, what do you got? I just want to give a shout out. This is something that Chad has been to a number of times. I have not been, but I've just been watching it the last, uh, of the last week and then the regionals leading up to, to, to that. The College World Series has just been a whole heck of a lot of fun. I, I'm going to have to add that to the bucket list. If you're looking for some sports entertainment now that a lot of the sports have wound down, uh, College World Series on ESPN and their family of networks is uh, a lot of fun. And that is a first-rate facility. Did you go to the new park, Chad? Yeah, I've, we've been there, I don't know, what, three or four times, Corey? Yeah, Corey's Corey's headphone fell out, so he can't talk. But uh, yeah, we we've been there. I mean, it doesn't. It, it's certainly a nice new modern stadium, a lot better in terms of restrooms, but it doesn't yeah. have the charm that old Rosenblatt Stadium. Rosenblatt, had. yeah. That, that that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice facility, but I I, I kind of preferred Rosenblatt just for that old old school uh, baseball stadium feel. And uh, Rosenblatt was also near a King Kong burger restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, hey, well, there which, are, which are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The old, the old stadium was, was just lined this one busy street and there were literally houses there that people would rent out. They'd rent out their entire house. Like, you know, before Airbnb insisted yeah. to people coming to the college world series. There were also yeah. bars that were only bars for two weeks out of the year during the college world series, but they made so much freaking money. Um, and then there was Zesto's the ice cream and cheeseburger oh, place. I mean, there was just, it, it was just a lot of fun. It was kind of like Mardi Gras meets baseball. It, it was a good atmosphere and where they are now, it's this whole newly developed. So it's all flashier glitz and gram. And I know I sound like the grumpy old man, uh, you know, there's cool stuff around there too, but uh, the, the old stadium certainly had a lot of charm. If you ever mm-hmm. go to the Omaha zoo, which is one of the best zoos in the country, Yes. Uh, right behind the San Diego Zoo, they still have a little park, and they have home plate there, so you mm-hmm. can you can run the base path of, of Rosenblatt and, and everything. So it's kind of a cool little picnic area. Well, that's awesome. Well, it's definitely added to my bucket list to do it some at, one, at some particular time, mm-hmm. preferably when Virginia's in it. So <laughs> we've seen, Other than that, seen Virginia play. Yep, you did. You sent me a yes. T-shirt one time. So yeah, they, they've made it at least three times in the last yeah. 20 years. So yeah. that, that program's definitely gotten better. Other than that, good night, Denmark. All right. Thank you, Tim. Well, since I've done the, the t-shirt promo, really don't have anything this week. I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening and uh, hopefully you'll, 
got a little bit of insight in uh, into our process here for those uh, the, those two mini sets that that came out, and uh, we'll we'll see everybody again next week. Okay, very good, Corey. Thank you for hosting, Chad. Uh, I want to give some attention to our fellow Phil Singer Games uh, content providers. Of course, Sam, Mike, and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Phil Singer Games. I hear they have some guy named Tom something is going to be on their show this week. I, I don't know if you've heard of him, but... Tom uh, T. Hall? Could be. Could Tom be. Tom the Piper's son. Tom Rocky Stone? Tom Rocky Stone. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You'll, you'll find Tom out. Tom Tutwiler? Can we stop this Tom, Tom Fullery? Tom oh! <laughs> Well done, Stu. So check out Roll Up this week for this mystery Tom. Uh, also check out uh, Grandpa Choco and his Filson Games fan podcast, as well as his uh, solo promoter YouTube channel uh, that has the unboxing of the cards we just talked about tonight. Uh, Steve Tower at After Further Review, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Long Pre in the Dizzy Dice podcast, Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, as well as Brock and Mike's Filsinger Games character spotlight. So thank you for putting out all that great content. I uh, also want to give attention to uh, some of my students. Uh, last week, I mentioned uh, our freshman boy, Sam, who took a championship at, in state for boys golf. Um, I think it was the day after that, uh, found out our girls team. Well, I knew they were going to the state tournament. Our girls varsity golf team qualified for the state tournament, second year in a row. And as a team took sixth place in the state. So very well done. Uh, very big accomplishment for our golf program. Uh, so other than that, thanks everybody for clicking, listening and downloading. All right. Thank you, Corey. And I would just like to thank everybody who took the time to listen to episode number 86. We have Lee, Emperor, Scott the Flash, Norton, Matt, Kevin the Butcher, Troy, Victory Roll 84, The Faction, Jared, DK2, Pete Beck, Pike Mojo, and our good friend Vegas Zeke. Thank you so much for listening and commenting and sharing your uh, opinions on uh, our spectacular episode last week, which I don't even remember what the topic was. Um, other than that, we're going to get going. Um, Thank you all for listening. Stay safe and be excellent to each other. We'll talk to you next week with another exciting edition of Uncharted Territory. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. Again, tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Heckle's great podcast cover artwork, or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? 
Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, aka Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOstore.com. T E E K O Store.com. The 2022 George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame Induction Weekend takes place July 22nd through the 24th in Waterloo, Iowa. Come see many of the legends of wrestling and the future stars of the sport. This year's Hall of Fame inductees include former WWF Tag Team Champion and NWA TV Champion Mike Rotunda and seven-time WWE Women's Champion Trish Stratus. Other honorees include legendary wrestling announcer good old JR Jim Ross as well as dangerous Danny Spivey. In addition to honoring these wrestling legends, a great card of wrestling action will be presented on Friday night at the Five Sullivan Brothers Center by Impact Pro Wrestling. See stars in action such as Two Cold Scorpio, Cold Cabana, Wes Briscoe, the current ROH heavyweight champion Jonathan Gresham, Jeremy Wyatt, and the stars of IPW such as James Jeffries, Bryce Jordan, Justin Deason, AJ Smooth, and more. Meet legends such as J.J. Dillon, Jerry Briscoe, Rock Riddle, Thunderbolt Patterson, Baron Von Raschke, Joe Malenko, JBL, John Nord, and referee James Beard. Also meet legendary wrestling coach and American wrestler Dan Gable. Get autographs from these stars in one of the most fan-friendly wrestling fan fests around. There will be several podcast interviews throughout the weekend, plus plenty of Filsinger Games action, as the third TNT Hall of Fame set will be released, as well as the first IPW set. Filsinger Games tournaments will take place on Friday afternoon as well. For all access passes, call 319-233-0745 or visit the link in the podcast notes. That's 319-233-0745. The George Tragos Luthes Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame Induction Weekend, July 22nd through the 24th in Waterloo, Iowa. I'll see you in Waterloo. fans and welcome to episode number 87 of the uncharted territory podcast my name is chad olson coming to you from ames iowa i should actually say gilbert iowa fuck that okay hello everyone welcome to episode number 87 of the uncharted Terry pot fuck <laughs> 40 so, bucks to a kid i mean come on that's that's still well i know even, but even I mean, given inflation like rates a, i mean it's still not bad okay <laughs> Right. So what? What? Where are we? Is it my turn to talk about them? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have the kid buy some T-shirts for God's sakes. What the hell? Oh my God, he's got enough T-shirts. Carter, Carter needs some goddamn Uncharted Territory T-shirts. That's what he needs. Keep that, Corey. There's an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. 